0: You got me? yeah, there he is, yeah,
1: I know that there's this glare behind me, but I don't think it's it's not that bad.
0: yeah, no <laughs> So how are you doing? It's been a crazy time, you know,
1: I've been doing fine though. yeah, we know that. I feel like reading's the only escape right now,
0: yeah, pretty much.
2: Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Too much tragedy going on in the world right now. Not only just with COVID-19, but the whole police brutality incidents going on and with George Floyd. the Memorial's on now.
1: Oh, how's that looking? Let me, uh, does, like, cable have, like, a live feed? Oh, yeah, they
0: do. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
2: It's crazy, man. Yeah, I'm just it looking at it now. If you're wondering, like, uh, what I'm looking at. Yeah, it's just madness going on in the world. But all the officers have been taken into custody. They're being charged, which is great. Uh-huh. You know, but at the end of the day, we need a conviction for all four of them.
1: I told you, forget about the charges. The charges is only step one. Yeah, convictions is what sends them to jail. Yeah, they can go to trial and get off, like right there. They could. Now, but if if you're charged with uh, a second degree murder charge, I mean, like I don't think it's going to be. It can't be light. It's not going to be a light. It's not going to be a light conviction if he is convicted. Yeah. But people wanna. But people want, a, but people want a first degree. Do you think he'll get it, dude? It took it took what five days of protesting just to get it to second degree. I mean, like, is it gonna hopefully Hopefully, it'll go to first degree. I mean, what's it gonna take? Yeah. What's really gonna What's really going to appease the riots?
2: What did you say the first time that you saw that video? What were you just, what was going through your mind?
1: I was just like, you got him handcuffed. Like, why are you like, why you still on him? Like, I don't get what's happening. It was almost like the arresting process was like, it was done, but like, they were just like, it was just like a little, it was just like unnecessary nonsense. It was some real cruel shit. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like "Why like why are you like, why are you doing this shit?" But now all four of those officers are in are in custody. And did you hear that they had the, the trial for the people that killed the two guys that killed um, Ahmad. Yeah. And it was crazy, like what found what what they found out was the guy that killed them. Like apparently, like he, like like he, like stood on top of his lifeless body and called him a called him an F and N word, and like full on like E R. Sick.
2: It is. Just when you think that we've come a long way in society, we really haven't. We but really haven't.
1: That's the deep south, or at least a se- or at least a sector of the deep south it's an element of the deep south cuz don't forget man the civil war really wasn't that that long ago no 1860s man we're only in, we're only in 2020 that was a little less than what 200 years ago yeah, yeah. So the elements is that the element is definitely still there, especially in that deep south. And Georgia is very much known for lynchings, for like deep, deep driven racism and a lot and a ton of plantations the from the uh, Civil War era. Yep. KKK. KKK. Georgia was very big and was very big into the um whole uh, segregation thing. As was Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana.
0: All those
1: yeah. red states. But yeah, it's that it's that element, dude. But I didn't read anything else in part of that trial. All I know was that that's what came out by what the guy said.
2: The protests have just been huge and growing amounts of people from different races, which is good to see. I think think everyone needs to come together at this time. This can't be a one-sided thing. This can't just be, you know, black people protesting. Everyone needs to get on board. And when Trump says that he's deploying our troops, like we said, that's an act of war. But he can't do that. Yeah. He's trying to, though. He's, did you see all the army trucks and and the tanks just driving in a line?
1: Like I told you, man, I did see that. That was on Hollywood Boulevard. And I think they were also in DC. Yeah. That's just front. That's just like there to like really just like say like we're here. Don't do any don't don't do any crazy shit. They're just trying to make their presence known. But how did, um, sorry about that, how did the, um, uh, the uh, podcast go yesterday?
2: Oh, it was good. You know, we got everything out, just basically told her how it was in society. We talked about th- th- what he did and when she tear gassed the priests and all the peaceful protesters in D.C. I, I, knew, I knew a few people who were protesting down in D.C. So, you know, Mike Outlaw, of course, he got yep. tear gassed. Did he really? Yeah, because he was protesting in front of the White House, in front of the barricades, and they just Mm -hmm. didn't just move everyone out. They just tear gassed them.
1: Shit. I know a couple people who have gone, not to D.C., but to, like, other areas of of, uh, Jersey. Newark had a protest. Jersey City had a protest. I think Atlantic City had a protest. Camden's protest I heard went really well. Like the cops like walked with the protesters and stuff. It was really nice down in Camden. But um <clears throat> What was like the main thing that like you took away from yesterday? Like what was like the main sentiment that they were just like saying?
2: Just that there needs to be reforms. We gotta keep pushing for things to, you know, become a law. There's gonna have yeah. to be a lot of firing of cops. A lot of evaluations, and the evaluation has to come during the hiring process. You have to critique that person who you're hiring to become an officer. You can't just hire anyone. you really gotta check and see how they are more, you know morally so like
1: you think that like i because I, I read this today there's a little there's a um there's a there's a thing like trending right now where people want cops to like earn a degree like you have to earn like a certain like like educational degree in order to become a cop like you have to like take classes in like psychology social work um any sort of any sort of classes that deal with human beings and human and human wellness, the human mind and stuff like that, before you could become a cop. Because the system now to become a cop is you join the police academy and the police academy is what, like three, three, four months of training in their system in their system to be to be a little more specific. In the, in the current system of training cops and that's a three to four month thing. And then you get your badge and then you get your gun and you're, and you're off and off you go off you're off in your, uh, squad car. So there's a much of a growing movement in, in that, that cops should, um, have to earn a little bit more of education to be qualified to be a police officer and definitely it opens your mind to see like how cops really aren't that bright in terms of social work and stuff like that.
2: No. And all these police brutality cases, in particular, the one with George Floyd, you especially see that.
1: I think a main problem with cops is that police officers are very quick, are, are, are very quick to escalate. And they really don't. They don't possess the skills to calm the situation down. Some do. Some definitely do. Some There are a lot of cops that come into the area and, and all they want to know is what's going on and they want you to be honest with them. But there's a good amount of cops that just come on in and are just ready to to kick butt and take names, you know, <laughs> like take you down and show you the true authority. And you can't be doing that. That's got to be a big time that's got to be a big time red flag in any department. If I was a police chief, I'd be telling my department, i said, you got to like, you got to go into every situation as if, as if, as if everybody in there is innocent until you see something that's about to like, that's about to like go down. The situation cannot be escalated by the cops. It can't be because that's how you end up with situations that we've seen countless times. Of people of color, and it's because I' telling you, man, it's all about the situations being escalated to the point where the cop cops will take their guns out and just start firing away. The whole Breonna Taylor story is a simple case of just not paying attention and firing at will. They had the person that they were that they were going after in custody. And they still went into this person's house, they went into Brianna Taylor's house and still had still like shot her dead and to cover their tracks they were gonna they were pretty much going to they were, they were gonna convict her boyfriend of you know firing upon police officers. hope thank goodness the the guy got let off but there's gotta be some sort of like the, 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 there's the mindset's got to change i told you that before where the name of the game is is see the situation don't create the situation see it for what it is if there's people it, it you can't be going around and just taking out your gun from your holster like it's the fucking wild wild west <laughs> Clint Eastwood I mean, it's like, true because that's, how, because that's how a lot of cops are a, a lot of cops walk around like they're fucking Clint Eastwood or John Wayne like they're about to pump lead into their into the freaking into the freaking black hatted the friggin the freaking black hat bandit or something like the freaking bad guy <laughs>
0: that's how
1: yeah. You got to calm the situation, protect and serve. You got to protecting the situation doesn't mean that when you protect and serve you should only have to protect when you when you absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people are saying that a new policy should be you know take desperate measures when you need to take desperate measures, don't take desperate measures when you see somebody, especially a black man or a black woman walking around with something in their hand. You can't be jumping that
0: quick. You can't be.
1: It's absolutely nuts.
2: And all the examples of police brutality are just.
1: Jumping the gun. You know what I mean? Just jumping the gun, like you said. No pun intended, but yeah, jumping the gun.
2: They create the situation. They don't but see the, the situation.
1: The stuff again. I don't even know. Like I'm literally watching it. I, well, you've seen it. We've seen it all millions of times. Yeah. He painted an angel over the spot where he was where he was murdered, and over in uh, uh, Minneapolis. And you just watch it, and it's like, and it's like. It's like, you're literally creating a problem doing this. Like there's, you're not, you're not helping the, you're freaking killing the guy. You have like, like what? It's so like, it's so mind boggling how any sort of, how anybody in law enforcement can do that and think that they are acting, it's bullshit. It was
2: bullshit. It was. It really was. But, I mean, I asked the same question I did in the podcast yesterday. Have we finally waken up as a society, as a country? Or are we still going to have this problem forever until the end of time?
1: Well, Saquon Barkley, the running back for the Giants, went on Twitter yesterday and said, and I'm paraphrasing, he said along the lines of, you know, when this is over, Let's check back in two to three weeks and see if, you know, actual change has come. You know, because after all this, like, you have to still fight the fight.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You got to be consistent.
0: Because you, you, I'm you, you, you can't let up.
1: You, yeah, I told you this last week, man. This is all – this – we've been through Ferguson. Ferguson was what, 2014? yeah. I think 2014. And I think Baltimore was 2014 also. I can't remember. There's been so many. So many.
0: Eric Garner, like we said. Alton Sterling. Uh,
1: Philandro uh, Castile. Tamir Rice. How old was Tamir Rice? 13? 12? Yeah. Playing with a toy gun. Legitimate. Like, I remember. I remember. I remember Cornbread, Andrew Brown, freaking told me, told me once. It was very moving how he explained it, too. Cops put up a straight-up execution on him. Chip Sh- drove by and pa, 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 like absolutely, absolutely hor- horrific.
2: Now, the these officers that, haven't been charged,
0: right?
1: I couldn't tell you, man. I was in, like big into like, like looking at like, I'm sure I looked it up back then, but like, I just I've just like forgotten because there's so many,
2: you know what they can do. They should go back and look at all these cases from the prior years, really analyze them and take these officers into custody.
1: Well, there is a law in this country that you can't get tried for the same crime twice. Once you're proven, like once you're like once you're acquitted, you can't go back into court for the same thing. That's why. That's why I think that this is really like like this is like this is this is really different because now people have hundred percent have had enough.
2: Hundred percent. You see that with the protests. I've never seen so many white people protest in my life. Yep.
1: I'm the, 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 this is different. This this is definitely something different because I do not remember this during Ferguson. I do not, I do not remember this with, with Baltimore. I don't remember this with any other sort of race, With any sort of police brutality protest, this is different. This is this is really something different.
2: And this will spark change. Absolutely. That's, that's why it's important to use your voice. Especially if you're white. I stressed that in my podcast yesterday. As a white male, I think it's important to use my platform to give others the platform to speak out against what's right yeah. and just point out all the injustices in our society.
1: Have I ever told you that I went to the
0: protest at St. John's a couple of years ago for Kumba? I told you about that
1: story. Hold I probably on. have, but you probably. It, it, it froze. It froze up. It froze up? Yeah. All right. If I ever told you that a couple of years back at St. John's, I went to a I went to a protest at the at the uh, little theater over the uh, over the uh, racist comments that were done that were said to uh, Kumba.
2: No, I I, I re- was this my freshman year. This probably was your freshman year. 2017, It was. It was either your
1: yeah yeah. It was your freshman year. It definitely wasn't your sophomore year because that was last year.
0: Yeah. But you
1: know what? You, you you may not even Yeah, it was either your freshman year or your or the year before or your or your senior year of high school. Like right before, somewhere around there.
0: Did it have to do with
1: public safety? No, in fact it had nothing to do with like police brutality or anything <laughs> I'm like that. Surprised. It, had, it had to do with so apparently um Two white girls, they were either from the school, I think they were from the school, and they were saying some really nasty shit, like nasty. I, I can't even like repeat it on here. It's horrible that, that, that they were calling like Kumba these names and stuff. And it was all on social media and stuff. And I think they transferred out of St. John's quick to like cover their tracks and they went to it, and they went to a to a uh, different school, I think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: out in Long Island. And I and I believe the Long Island school expelled them. I think it could have been the other way around. I have I would have to ask somebody how it really went. But the main point of the story was that like St. John's administration did absolutely nothing. <laughs> of they course. The yep, they threw it under the table. Um, <laughs>
2: which is horrible but that's
1: typical st john's yep you know but there was a whole there was a whole six hour protest it started with a march i forget from what building to what building and they had this whole demonstration at in the little theater i didn't know it was happening so i went like the last the last hour or so and um some people were on stage And they were explaining their experiences at St. John's where they felt marginalized, where they have felt that there were a lot of, there was a lot of profiling going on campus, how they felt disrespected by professors. I heard a lot of those stories too. I believe it. It was a real numbing experience too. Like it was one of the most moving experiences of my life. Like, and, you're, and I'm just standing there, and I'm like, "Whoa!" And then they had, they had, they had um, high-ranking members of, of St. John's administration sitting in the front row of the little theater, and they are just getting verbally pounded. by <laughs> good, good for
2: them. You know, they deserve
1: it. It was nuts. It was nuts. And then we did this whole prayer and stuff, and I remember we're all putting our arms around each other and it's like the real, the most moving part of that entire thing was there was this, there was this, there was this guy who was African-American, didn't know who he was. I had no clue. Complete stranger. Definitely a student on campus. Probably was older than me, but I had no clue who he was. Puts his frigging arm around me for prayer. And it's just like it's just like, you know, see, that's see, that's the spirit of unity. When you have complete strangers like coming, like coming together for like a prayer under one under one mission. And that is to call out and that is to call out prejudice and call out bigotry at its worst. Yeah. And you know that St. John's is. habitual offenders in that?
2: Yeah. Oh, you know that, especially the public, the great public safety. As I told you before, the situation that happened at the station this year, which I called out, I discussed last week, IDing our black members at the radio station.
1: I've already told you my thing about how the the radio station has not been treated treated fairly by administration. For over the we years. know
2: why. We know why. Yeah, like, everyone always makes it out. Oh, it's the budget. It's our reputation. We have the budget. Administration
1: would never give us the time because they knew who was on the board and they knew that a good. Prof- Actually, when I was a when I was his freshman sophomore, the whole e board was POC, people of color. And they still never gave us the time of day. And always, you me off. They really would. Because we had, because we had so much going into that, that station. A lot of, like, a lot of nonsense, obviously. We know that. It wasn't perfect. But all we wanted was some sort of recognition. I wanted some recognition from administration, from the, camp, from the actual college. And we just couldn't get it.
2: Never did. And, and I bet you the whole reason why I didn't was because of POC, like you mentioned before. On our door of WSJU Radio, says WSJU Radio, 590 AM, The Voice. If we're it's like, a voice... How come we're not known on campus? How come we don't have an actual voice on campus where we can be heard?
1: Yeah. And, I, and, why, and why do we have – and why are we on, on – why is it, say, an AM station that, that we're no longer even on? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and you know what? They stopped paying the bill for us to be on AM.
1: Unreal. Can never just back us.
0: And we know why.
1: Mm. So, but I um, want to do like uh, one last topic and talk about Drew Brees. Yes, the disgraceful Drew Brees. <laughs> dis-
2: Already going yeah, to happen. The disgraceful through. Drew Brees. I said this yesterday in the podcast that I did. He might as well retire now because everyone hates him. Everyone, his, his peers hate him. How is he going to stand in that locker room? And look all of his players in the face after the comments he made. What's he going to do? Tell them, oh. He did apologize. I want to see. I I heard that. he, He did apologize. I don't accept it. I don't know if everyone else will. I don't accept it. You cannot make those comments during this time. It's not appropriate.
1: Well, in my opinion, Drew Brees can say whatever he wants we have the First Amendment in this country. He can say whatever he wants. He could feel however he wants to feel. You may not agree with him. And I know that you vehemently do not agree, 100%. Yeah. I don't really, I don't, I, I don't, I don't agree either. I don't agree either. I do believe that Drew Brees, Drew Brees is a, I believe that Drew Brees is innocent and good at heart. You could just see it off of him. He's not a racist. That was not – I don't believe that that was a pure and simple racist comment that he made. It was fairly ignorant. It was fairly ignorant because he was thinking more about – because he was thinking about his situation.
2: Yeah, he was thinking about his, himself and how he feels about
1: himself. It. Yeah. He didn't take it was a little consideration. Ignorant, selfish comment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, who was the head coach? That made the comment yesterday. Was it Mike? Was it Mike Vrabel? V- Vrabel. V- Vrabel. Vray Bell?
0: Yeah.
1: Pete Carroll of, was of, the one. About Kaepernick? No, it, it wasn't Pete Carroll. I think it was Mike Vrabel of the uh, of, of the Titans. He said that um the NFL is not, he said he said that the NFL is not is not racist and it's a meritocracy and it's all about and it's all about skill. I don't
0: know. And about if
1: you're, that's another, you know, <clears throat> fairly ignorant comment. It's not racist at all. It's his opinion, you know. And, you could, and, we, and we have every right to disagree or agree. That's what, that's what being
2: an American you is. disagree is with that. <laughs> yeah. Because you see, you see what they did to Kaepernick. We saw that. They mm-hmm. blackballed him and threw him out of the league because he was kneeling for the flag. And, the, and, and that's a big thing with Drew Brees with that comment that he made. Don't you get it? You still don't understand why this man took a knee during the national anthem because of the social injustices and police brutality and all the wrongs in our world and in our country. That's why he did it. And you're still sitting there saying it after he's explained it multiple times, after all these other athletes have come out. Even veterans have come out and said why he's done that, taken a knee. And they are supportive of it. And you're going to sit there and say that that's disrespecting the flag? I'm sorry. Drew Brees is – he's done for me. I'm sorry. I just – I don't care. You can come out and apologize a hundred times. I don't care. After what he said, you cannot make that comment. I mean, he can use his freedom of speech, but his freedom of speech is also going to get him hated at the same time. People do not like him now.
1: I mean, I think I read something that, like, he said that his teammates – like accepted his apology. I don't know. I have to like look
2: into I look it. At it. I don't it's just he shouldn't have made the comments. He really didn't apologize for what he said about kneeing for the anthem. He didn't.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean it was a very ignorant it was an ignorant, selfish comment. He was looking at it through through his own through his own personal experience. He's privileged when to nice. be Yeah, when to be honest, the white the white the white experience is not is not relevant right now.
2: It's not. So why are you sitting there giving your opinion on it? You know what? Just sit back and get educated. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm.
1: well don't forget he also he also has the right to express that opinion. Yeah. Now why he's doing it now?
2: I don't know. That's what I said. You know what I mean? It it's not appropriate during this time at all.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Flash, he got.
0: Malcolm Jenkins, uh-huh.
1: Michael, Michael Thomas wasn't happy. That's his top. That's his top uh, receiver. Top receiver, one of the top receivers in football. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, I think, came out too. Yeah. I don't know, man. But former uh, Colts head coach, former Super Bowl champion Tony Dungy, came out and and actually. He didn't support Drew Brees. He sort of like backed him in terms of like, don't hate on him because he's expressing his opinion. Like you can still disagree. You can you can still respect somebody and disagree with them. And that's all that Tony Dungy was saying. And I agree with Tony. You know, we got to get back to having a conversation. But also, people have to show the effort of giving the conversation and listening. That's why a lot of people – that, that's why a lot of people weren't big into Kaepernick is, because they, they is because they refused to listen.
2: Yeah. They saw him take a knee, and they just said, oh, he's disrespecting the flag. He hates the country. He hates the military. They didn't even educate themselves on why he yeah. did it.
1: When really, kneeling during that national anthem is probably the most – is probably the most effective spot to do that. Because what? Because what? Are, are you going to kneel when you're freaking like on the sidelines Uh, when your fucking defense is out playing on the field? Yeah. Or when you leave the stadium and you're going to fucking kneel in front of the freaking bus to leave? There was only one effective place to do it, and it was right there. Especially – it, camp- it had an
2: effect. It had an effect, had an effect. mostly negative from the NFL. But there were people – But that- you
1: know Why? It's about. It's all about. It's all about pleasing the season ticket holders. The season ticket holders are kind of like the spine of the body of an of of, a fan of, 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 of of an NFL franchise. Not just a fan base, but like an NFL franchise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Giants doesn't matter if you're Giants, Jets, Patriots, Packers, Cowboys, Steelers. You've got. You have season ticket holders to please and when you piss off the season ticket holders that's bad that's bad for business
0: it's bad for business as much as people
1: are pushing for Kaepernick to get back into the league and I would like to see him get back into the league but I don't know where he would play at this rate I mean, like, I'd rather have I'd rather have Bridgewater playing than 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 Kaepernick in in terms of in terms of talent right now. But like, they're looking at it. NFL owners. All they care about is money, and they look at signing Kaepernick back, and they and they say this guy is going to cause such an uproar in our fan base that we're going to that we're going to lose profit. Now. <laughs> They are multi-billion-dollar machines, so it's not like they're gonna face like like a big, heavy hemorrhage of money. But you know, owners and billionaires, if they lose if they lose a buck, they get they get upset. of course. We know that it's crazy. It's crazy. But I think the true racism in, in, in the NFL comes from the lack of the lack of black coaches the lack of black gms not that many black gms and not that many black owners not that many black evps not many black executives of any of many of the big departments
2: another puzzling thing which just makes this guy look like as what they call an uncle tom dak prescott donating money to the police departments. Did you see that? He donated like a million dollars to the police department. Oh yeah, he did. That's not a good look.
1: Well, did he explain like why, like are people listening into what like he's doing? Like, I mean,
2: I'll look it up on line to see exactly what he said in response to it, but that's not a good look at it. Like, what are you doing? Come on, man. Huh? I
0: just had to,
2: give my- Shit. to improve police training. I mean, to, he said it's to address racism and improve police. Give me, what is that?
1: Maybe he's trying to, maybe he's trying to build the bridge, you know.
0: Good luck, man.
1: I mean, because he's also because he's also like you saying that it can't all just be like one side versus the other. He yeah. must understand that this that this doesn't that this doesn't reflect the entire the entire police departments of the entire of the entire country. Yeah. But this is very troubling times. And we can honestly hope that accountability is expressed. Cops need to learn, as I said earlier, don't go in there making a situation. You are there to protect and
0: serve. Don't Protecting create the situation, things. see the situation, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. You have to
1: learn to deescalate the situation. When you de-escalate the situation, the tension drops, making it less likely for
0: anything else bad to happen. Yeah. It's that simple.
2: Something I I think we wanted to talk about today is probably our last topic. James Dolan, the biggest disgrace of an honor in New York sports, in my opinion, <laughs> it's it's not even just based off of this fact. I
1: love how like, if anybody were to call him racist, do you want to know uh, what he would say? He'd be like, "Oh, you're wrong." You're, he'd be like, "Wait a second. I hired. I hired. Uh, yeah. Steve Mills. I hired Scott Perry. Perry. I hired David Fisdale. I hired Isaiah Thomas." I mean, like, you know that that's coming.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know it is. But we've also seen how he's treated Charles Oakley.
1: It's crazy, dude. Although he is, well, although he is a Trump donor.
0: Yeah. So oh yeah. Big
2: time. Big time. Really can't run a basketball team. He's ruined the franchise. I still don't understand how they're still the most wealthy. NBA franchise in the NBA. Not with that owner. I just don't
1: understand it. Location, dude. New York is the New York. It's, it's New York. When you're in New York, you are, your worth auto, automatically jumps above $2 billion if you're a professional sports franchise,
2: franchise. James Dolan really needs to sell the team. He needs to do it. He's not selling the Knicks. He's not going, no. The Knicks, and this is why the Knicks are never going to win a championship.
1: Dude, somebody
2: asked James last year for $6
1: billion, $6 billion to sell the Knicks. Dolan said, I'm not selling the Knicks. $6 billion wouldn't leave. The man owns the Garden. The man owns the Rangers and the Knicks. He is the king of the quote-unquote Mecca of New York. <laughs> uh, it's not even the same garden anymore.
2: It's not. It's horrible. It's... It's been terrible for years now. Who knows when it's going to get better? But the players are pissed off that he refused to release a statement that he did not. He did not make the team release a statement about everything going on in the world right now. The only way I he would be able to players, get to play for them.
1: The only way he would be able to get forced out of there, as the owner, is if he were to, or is if he were to commit some sort of Donald Sterling type scandal. Yeah. Like, it says something horrible. And then the NBA would, would force him to sell. You got to have, like, a
2: legit reason. I think they should do that anyway. I Because like, you know what? It's going to get to the point where the Knicks get so bad. So bad. Like, I just don't see any light at the end of the tunnel right now. But they're going to get so bad, Bavena that the fans are going to cause an uproar like you've never seen before. And the NBA is going to have to do something about it. There's, the players hate them. No one wants to come and play for the Knicks. The personnel doesn't like them. The fan base doesn't like them. That is an issue.
1: Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. So, you want to do socials, man? You want to head on out of here?
0: Yeah. We'll do, do social this social was a really good
1: podcast today. Yeah, it was. Definitely post this, man. Oh yeah,
2: you know that. We
1: have, we have to unite. Racism, racism has got to stop. This be this whole behavior, has got to fucking stop.
2: Yeah. Hundred percent. Can't be civil to each other. It's just, I mean, it's got to end. Now's the time. I think we're finally seeing.
1: I just gotta say though, like a lot
2: of progress.
1: When someone is being racist to somebody, I just, just want to ask them, like, what do you gain by treating somebody like that? When you get up in the morning and you do your day, you're gaining something. You're released. You are progressing in something. You're, you're progressing your life. You're giving yourself something. You're, you're hoping to, as I'll say again, gain something. When you treat somebody horribly because of the color of their skin, what the hell are you
0: gaining? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a really legit question.
1: What the fuck are you gaining by treating somebody like trash because
0: of the color of their skin?
2: They feel like they're the bigger person. That's the only answer. And- for some reason, they may feel as though they're the bigger. It makes them feel good inside. They got to put someone else down because they're insecure about themselves for some reason.
1: It's horrible. And when I think of the friends that I've had in radio over the years, when I think of, like, Phil and Gary and Jordan and Andrew – It's just, it's, it's friggin' horrible. Absolutely sick. Cowboy. Cowboy too. Oh no, he's not even. I'm not. No, no. You saw my message. He's a p. He's he's a uh, he's a person of color. I'm not saying anything. Definitely. They're all pals.
0: And it's just horrible. I, 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 and I told you, man, I remember uh, like
1: if anybody, if anybody treated those guys horribly in front of me, that would have been a huge damn problem.
2: How about the sports department of the past?
1: I'm t i heard it, I dude, I, I heard it directly. Yeah. Horrible, but here's socials, man. Like,
2: yep, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at The Real Max, T H E R E E L M A X. You could check out all of our previous podcasts on my website, maxrcoglan.com, M A X R C O U G H L A N.com, or directly on my YouTube channel at Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. We're also available on Anchor, Spotify, and Podbean. I give them your socials.
1: Uh, the Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H 96. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H 96. So I'll close it out. Um, everybody be safe. Be smart. Um, if you're going to protest, please be very, very careful. Um, spread your voice and be loud. Be loud. Make sure that everybody hears it because your voice definitely matters. Um, We'll see you guys next week.
0: Be kind to everybody. See you guys later. So long. So long.